Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. What is it? Wednesday, maybe. Yes. Wednesday, the 25th of September. Little over the place today. Some bad news about my auto wagon, but let's not worry about that. That's not what this is all about. Let's talk about wrestling for a while. Thank you very much for joining me live on YouTube, or maybe you're listening to this on audio. You got it's a podcast as well on iTunes, on Google, whatever it is. The only thing it's not on is Spotify, but that's a long story. I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, if you search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, you can find it. You can subscribe. And sometimes it's going to be audio exclusive. Sometimes it's going to be YouTube exclusives. But if you are on YouTube right now, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Again, lifeblood of the channel. That's how uh, we grow. And everybody, uh, and everybody, uh, everybody likes, uh, likes things to grow, right? Everyone likes to increase. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. And all of this is supported by patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. All the links in the bio description below. You can click away and see if anything takes your fancy. But if you do become a patron, there's different options. You can get a postcard, a t-shirt, a personalized message. You can come on the podcast, the show, whatever you want to call it. There's loads of stuff. And of course, if you are live in YouTube right now, in YouTube, not a thing. But if you are and you want to ask a question, you want to control the direction of the stream, you disagree with something that I've said, you can use a super chat, a little dollar sign in the chat window and I will read out and answer anything you so ask. Crazy week in resting this week, even more crazier week in resting next week. It's all change. It's all done. SmackDown is never ever, well it may do, but let's be hyperbole here, it's never ever going to air on Tuesday nights on the USA Network ever again. And even if it does, right, let's say some days it goes back, it's going to be five years away. A lot of people listening to me right now may not even be watching wrestling in five years. Maybe I will have given up wrestling. You don't know. Nobody can predict the future. So we are moving into brand new waters. Obviously, WWE made a huge deal about this on SmackDown last night, as they were always going to have to do. And look, that first episode on Fox is pretty badass. We've got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a loser leaves town match, essentially. A ladder match. Not only that, but a damn ladder is going to be involved. We've got the four horsewomen having another tag team match. Charlotte and Becky uh, taking on Sasha Banks and Bailey. All their names sound too... Did I get that right? Yeah, Becky and Bailey just sound the same and it confuses me. Um, and the other, of course, you've got Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. And as far as I'm concerned, Brock Lesnar is going to win. So not only is it going to be Lesnar's first championship, uh, first match, sorry, on TV for 15 years, but you'll see a title change. And I believe the last time we saw a title change on TV would have been AJ Styles beating Jinder Mahal in November 2017, would be my guess. Not 100% sure, but um, yeah, I think that I think that was the way. Uh, but I thought the weird thing about SmackDown this week was it was a really easy to watch show, much like Raw, but it's nothing you'd write home about. It would be weird anyway if I wrote to my mum and said, Mum, I, I enjoyed SmackDown. She'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, it was a very easy to watch show. 
progressed everything as much as it had and basically served as a big advert for next week. And next week is so nuts. Because let's not forget, Impact starts next week now on a Tuesday. AEW starts on Wednesday. So you can literally just dedicate yourself to wrestling, should you so wish. You can go Monday Raw, Tuesday Impact, Wednesday AEW or NXT. Thursday something will be on, Ring of Honor or something like that. Friday is SmackDown. Then you've probably got pay-per-view on Saturday or Sunday. And if you don't have a wrestling pay-per-view, you've probably got UFC. So you can just watch combat sports for your heart's content. And that's kind of how this, uh, how this served. A quick shout out to my man, Jeffrey W. When you do put money in the super chat, get a hand on the heart. No idea why. We started doing it about a year ago and now I can't stop. You can't give up wrestling till we have a match. Fair enough, Jeffrey. Well, look, let's be positive too, Jeff. I'm pretty sure that we will be, uh, we'll have a match between five years. So we can have a match in like four years and we've still got 12 months to give up wrestling. You see? Always thinking. Um... But yeah, I thought SmackDown, again, it was never a show you're going to go crazy about, but just so good. Like the Roman Reigns and and, uh, Daniel Bryan, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. I love the fact that Eric Rowan opened SmackDown. What a world we're living in. Eric Rowan, not only did he open SmackDown, he cut a promo where he was properly booed. He had heat. Then he had a match with Daniel Bryan and he won. And Luke Harper got involved and then Roman Reigns was out there at the end. And Daniel Bryan was all like, oh, let's have a tag team match against these two at Hell in a Cell. But moving away from all of that, and I talk about this on Ups and Downs there, and again, if you're not used to the format, we talk here for around about an hour, so we'll give up about 2 p.m. BST, and then we'll all jump over to What Culture Wrestling, What Culture WWE, and we will watch Ups and Downs together for SmackDown, and make sure you subscribe to me, and make sure you subscribe to them. But Daniel Bryan is just so good. I know this is nothing new, and you know, even if you didn't like him, you can't ignore his wrestling prowess. But he had a match with Eric Rowan to kick off a random episode of SmackDown, and it was just so much fun. He knows when to come back. He knows when to sell. You know, when Luke Harper just uh, turned up, and he gave him a, a suicide dive out of nowhere. It was the first suicide dive in around about seven years on WWE TV that actually meant something. It was a bit worrying when his foot got caught up in the rope. Like, that's never happened to me when I've been doing my wrestling matches, but that's a real dangerous thing to happen. Don't forget, that's what ripped off Mick Foley's ear. So... Yeah, that was uh, that was a moment. They got him out of there. Iron Claw, one, two, three, and that was that. And then, yeah, then we set up the tag team match. There is still some speculation that maybe it turns out this is all a giant plan by Daniel Bryan, but it just can't be. Not after that match. They kicked the crap out of each other, and Luke Harper was trying to kill him. If all of a sudden we're going to try and pretend that this was all part of Daniel, what, what plan? For you to get beaten up for a couple of weeks by a guy twice your size? They're stupid. So I don't really know what direction we're going to go in. Because at one point, it was definitely meant to be Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. But that was meant to be SummerSlam or Survivor. No, SummerSlam, sorry. But then rightfully so, there was some momentum with the story. So WWE delayed it, which brought us to where we are now. And some people said they they thought this was a Daniel Bryan face term. I mean, I'll tell you after the pay-per-view because I can see a swerve. How they'll justify it, I don't know. But I can see a swerve. But yeah, we'll wait and see. But a, a great opening. I, I, I got a real good kick out of it. And obviously, we closed the show with um, uh, the Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon stuff, which I will admit is better than maybe I gave it credit for last week. Because it does allow Kevin Owens to come across as smart. Like Shane McMahon keeps putting all these obstacles up in front of him. And he found a way to circumvent it and now get what he actually wanted. Again, the ladder match. Or the law papers, which is ridiculous, very Vince Russo. But the lawsuit is going to be hanging above the ring. And whoever climbs up to grab the briefcase, they stay in WWE. And the other person has to leave. And that's on the first episode as well on Fox. So you have to assume that Kevin Owens will win that. And Shane McMahon goes away for a while. Which is interesting. But if that's how the feud ends, it's what 
it's the direction that we should have gone in. I just stopped then, like TikTok in Return to Oz. Niche reference. If you get that, you can have an up. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's uh, you know, sometimes the end do justify the means. And while this probably went longer than it should have done, it was far too elongated. If Kevin Owens stays and Shane Rand goes away and Kevin Owens can boast that he's the person that got rid of Shane, okay, I can handle that. I can deal with that. I've got no problem. I think that's, um, I think that's fine. So yeah, you know, and, and we had a little bit afterwards where Sasha Banks beat up Bailey, uh, sorry, Becky Lynch, but hey-ho, you know, that's not, <clears throat> that's not really here nor there. Um, what else should we talk about from the show? New Day beat the B team. Didn't really understand what we would do. I don't really understand. I have a feeling we may split the new the new day and Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel up, you know. It doesn't mean as much if you split the B team up. What do they even do? I was surprised they had so many matches on TV over the last couple of weeks. And they probably would get lost in the shuffle, but a small part of me likes to believe that we could put one on Raw and one on SmackDown and maybe actually start to utilize Bo and, and Curtis more than we do. I do think there is something there. The problem is there's so many other names, like Ali, Buddy Murphy, who right now is on Twitter insinuating he's not happy with how he's been treated. Cedric Alexander. Uh, I mean, everybody in Lucha House Party. Again, Kalisto firing out stuff earlier. There's a lot of unhappy people on that wwe roster and again trying to work in extra people is going to be hard my man orange cassidy is the goat in the super chat good news simon oscar and Kyrie are still alive right they were on the show twice not only were they part of the 24 7 chasing pack which i just think is done for numbers but then they had a tag team match against manda and sonya and lo and behold the kabuki warriors won i couldn't believe it there was a lot of teasing that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville aren't friends anymore. Like Mandy Rose was giving out copies of her magazine in the back and Sonya was all flustered and it happened after the match too. So I presume that's going to tie into the brand split somehow. Sonya goes one way and Mandy Rose goes the other. But that's probably fair. All that team does is have title matches and then lose and then have number one contender matches and then lose. Whereas clearly they think there's more with Kari Sane and Oscar. So maybe you keep them together or maybe they just go back down to NXT. But yeah, they were and they had a really good match. You know, I mean, it's no surprise. Those two are just phenomenal wrestlers. It, it's, it's almost baffling. They can't get on TV every week as singles because they can have a good match with anybody on that roster. Man, female, goat, elephant, uh, light, picture, red wall. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like It doesn't matter that they're so good. So, yeah, it was nice to see them. It was nice to see them pick up the victory. Nice and clean, too. No shenanigans. <clears throat> the problem there is that they could not be on TV next week. WWE has a habit has a habit of doing that. Also, before this tag team match, when Mandy was handing out her magazine, I'm going to save it for ups and downs, but let's not pretend we don't know what Otis was going to do with the magazine. Lamel KH2 in the Super Chat says, had to return to ask, is there an Oscar up today? No, there's not an Oscar up today. Because the Oscar up was there to celebrate, it was there to remind you of how great Oscar was when she wasn't on TV. It's when somebody wasn't being used in the way that you wanted to, and Oscar got used, and she got used brilliantly. So she just got a regular up. Spoilers for ups and downs. Uh, Undead FB Goo, always supporting the channel. Thank you, Undead. Otis getting a selfie with Mandy. I loved it. It was very funny. And Otis and Tucker are both brilliant. I love heavy machinery. They get their roles. But again, <clears throat> let's not forget what WWE were insinuating that Otis was about to do. You can't get away from that. That happened, but he is very entertaining. He is very fun. I think there's a massive upside to heavy machinery. And hopefully, again, hopefully when this Raw and SmackDown split comes in, you know, which is going to happen soon, well, two weeks, whatever it is, we can start fleshing a few more characters out. I put heavy machinery in there. Obviously, other people I mentioned earlier. Ali would be a huge part of that as well. I don't really understand the idea of Ali at the moment. 
We put him back into his feud with Shinsuke Nakamura. And then Nakamura just beats him. And I know Sami Zayn was getting involved. And I like that. They're a heel team. There's no point in them getting together if it doesn't help them win matches. Otherwise, you'd be like, well, you may as well split up. You know, you're not benefiting each other. But to put Ali back in that feud and then just have him lose, you're like, I'm, I'm a bit confused. But again, <clears throat> I think starting next week, not necessarily next week, the week after next, when we actually draw a dividing line <clears throat> between everybody, that's when I think you'll actually start to see who is going to get pushed and who isn't. Because we, really, we really don't know who's going to go where. Like, we really don't know. Seth Rollins will probably stay on Raw and Roman Reigns will probably stay on SmackDown because I think you need either one of them each side. But everybody else below that, like, do you have AJ Styles and Braun Strowman on the same brand as they are now? Would Braun be more beneficial on SmackDown? Should AJ be there because he is like an MVP? Is a, you know, he's a, he's a, kind of the right word. But, you know, he can fill any role that you want. So maybe you think he's better utilized over there. What do you do with Becky Lynch? She's pretty much on both shows at the moment. But if you move her to SmackDown, which would be a good idea because people like her, that splits her up behind the scenes with Seth Rollins and obviously they're engaged. That could be an issue. Then you have Becky and Charlotte on the same brand. Do you want that? Who do you move over to Raw? There's a bunch of questions that need to be answered. I mean, Nakamura will be on one and AJ Styles will be on the other unless they're going to change some titles or merge some titles, but I don't believe that's going to happen. So while there is these rumors that maybe we're not going to do anything too crazy, I think that the, the draft will... Uh, hopefully give us a good indication of the direction we're heading in going forward. I mean, again, there was more speculation this week. The Fox were like, look, man, of course they would say this. Who wouldn't? We really want The Fiend. And Paul Heyman, obviously, who's in charge of Raw, is like, you ain't getting The Fiend. The Fiend stays on Raw. And The Fiend is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. I don't want to talk about too much Bray Wyatt today because it dominates the show, as it would do. Again, if we're going to focus on WWE, which we have been, there's no getting away from it. But it goes to show, I don't think this is just going to be a... Uh, a, a sort of mid-card draft. I think there is going to be a few huge names that get shifted. And I really can't work out which direction they're going to go in because I can't figure out what WWE wants to achieve from this. I don't know where they see certain people in the hierarchy. Like Ali, for example, right now, kind of feels lost in the shuffle a little bit. My man, Jeffrey W. on the Super Chat. Again, a few more people watching. If you want to contribute to the podcast, use the Super Chat. I would really appreciate it. What do you think of Nyla Rose responding to that troll on Twitter? Uh, personally, I think she didn't need to insinuate that their dad touched them. Yeah. If you didn't see this, <coughs> stupid trolls on Twitter being transphobic because that's Twitter and social media for you. And Nyla Rose decided to. Um, what is, every time I don't have a problem with my voice. And I do a podcast and my voice goes. It's weird. Anyway, Nyla Rose responded to one by insinuating, I uh, can't even believe I have to say this out loud, that maybe, you know, whoever this person was had been harassed by their father as a child. Now, you shouldn't joke about stuff like that. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. We've heard that before. And the other thing you have to remember about trolls, I'm sure everybody knows this, is that they're losers. I don't mean that there's well, only one way you can take it, but it's true, right? They're just, if you're going to spend your time sending hate messages to people on the internet, you don't have much of a life. Like, you just don't. And you can't be very happy deep down because that kind of hate usually comes from a hateful, it does come from a hateful place. And if it's coming from a hateful place, that person is hateful. <clears throat> but and it sucks don't get me wrong but Nyla Rose being the celebrity focal point person of pub you know in the public whatever you want to call it she has she, she does have to be the bigger person she you know they, they it's just it's just the way of it it's just the way of it so but we all make mistakes I think we've all been there where somebody has said something to us on social media and you react badly it was really misjudged even when I saw it, I was like ah that's a terrible thing to a terrible thing to say but look I'm a big supporter of what's, why do we even have the word apology if we're not going to accept them? It's all about what her actions do now, right? So she said sorry, we move on, <clears throat> you know, 
it's not like anybody was massively hurt by this or they're massively wounded. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the best. Because the problem is when somebody like Nyla Rose responds to that, all the focus goes off the stupid troll and it goes on to Nyla Rose because there's no story in some schmuck on the internet says stupid thing to celebrity. There's a massive story in celebrity responds making a point that she absolutely shouldn't have done. So yeah, it was uh it was ill advised. But again, as long as people learn and move forward, like it's the whole debate that I don't want to go too off topic, but it's the whole debate we have when, you know, people in the public eye say and do stupid things. Do we rake them over the coals forever? Do these comments they may have made in the past come back to haunt them? Sometimes, yes. It depends on the situation. Or is it better to accept their apologies and then look at their actions and go, okay, well, they've educated themselves. They've learned from this. In a way, it's not a good thing, but at least a positive vibe came out from it. And I think that's what we have to remember. Um, I think that's what we have to remember uh, going forward. That has completely stolen my train of thought about what we were talking about when it comes to SmackDown now. <laughs> I can't remember what else flipping happened on the show. Let me get my notes up. I'd always get my notes. That's why they're here. That's why they, that's why they exist. Uh, hit that. There we go. Uh, Cody Kingston sitting down interview was fine. Basically served as an advert to remind you that, <laughs> that SmackDown is going to go to Fox. Chad Gable. That's why I knew there was something I wanted to talk about. Chad Gable. I don't know what WWE is going to do with Chad Gable. There's every chance that WWE, uh, the Vince McMahon gets bored of him, and that's that. However, right now, everything is working out. He had a great King of the Ring tournament. He didn't win, but he's standing up for himself. He's having good matches with Baron Corbin. Came out today and stood up for himself, which is what you want to see from your strong baby face. Whipped Mike Kanellis' ass, who had the audacity to make more short jokes. A bit strange what Elias did on the big the Titantron afterwards. He popped up and sung a song that essentially ended by saying, oh yeah, short people should be killed. It was like, okay. I, I think the problem with this is I don't care if somebody's short or not. Daniel Bryan is short. I think he's one of the best people ever. Chad Gable is short. He is going up in my estimation week on week. I don't think Ricochet is very tall. I like him. It's just not a thing. It's just not a thing. It's not something that, I don't know, it's weird. But, you know, look, the point is, is that Chad Gable got another easy victory and he squashed Mike Kanellis, which actually isn't really the bad thing because given all this stuff with Maria, Mike Kanellis at least has a name. So it's like a step up from a jobber squash match. So no, I, I really like that. And then everything with Charlotte Carmella uh, teaming up to take on Bailey and Sasha Banks. To me, that was just a way they wanted to get Sasha Banks another win. And they thought, well, Carmella's somebody, or Caramel, as <laughs> R-Truth called her. What a hero. You know, it's just somebody else, uh, another way to, again, you know, Sasha Banks wins. Bailey, uh, Becky and, uh, sorry, Charlie gets her ass kicked afterwards. Becky comes out to make the save, sets up that tag team match for next week. It's fine, right? It's fine. Um, it means to an end. All those, you have to, again, it goes back to the thing we were talking about earlier. We have to do something with those four women, and I don't know what it is. If you're going to keep Sasha Banks and Bailey together, does that mean Charlotte and Becky go to the other brand? Or maybe you do one on each. I mean, it's not like Sasha Banks. I would probably put one on I'd put Bailey and Sasha Banks on Raw, and i put Bailey and Charlotte on SmackDown, which is essentially what we've already got. Shout out to Chris Byrne in the Super Chat, who says, Heard your Sky intro for Raw, strangely proud. That's very nice, Chris. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, a few people ask. Um, I'm very lucky and very privileged to be the voice of WWE 2K20 on Sky for the people that don't live in, in England or, or Sky countries. There's always been, every time the video game is going to come out, there's always a little clip, a little stinger before Raw and SmackDown where somebody goes, you know, WWE 2K, enter the year here, sponsors WWE on Sky. And for the last two years, uh, I've been asked to do that. 
uh, via the uh, via 2K, who obviously I know from my video game days, and that is, um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it, it's awesome. It's one of those things where it's never really something I realized I wanted to do. And then when the opportunity arose, I was like, I 100% want to do that. And it's cool. It feels like an achievement. It feels like I'm a part of something. So thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate that. Hopefully, I'll get to do it next year. Hopefully, I get to do it till the end of time. But <laughs> we, uh, uh, we will see. Um, I, I, there's something else that may, I may be able to talk about soon as well, which I really it's, it's, it's a long shot, to say the least. But I really, really, really hope it comes off. I'll be so happy. I'll be so happy when I do the tweet announcing it know that I'll be crying inside. But again, there's, there's nowhere near confirmed. It's, it's more of a pipe dream at the moment. But um, we, keep our, we keep our fingers crossed and, and we go from there. That was pretty much SmackDown, you know. It was a really, like I can say, it was a really short show. Those two hours fly by when you're so used to watching three hours of Raw. But certainly let me know in the chat what you thought about um, SmackDown last night. And again, if you want to drop me a super chat, you can do that too. In case you're wondering, all the money goes back into uh, the podcast. Hence why I've done three this week, because the super chat has been good. Uh, Patreon is doing well. And the idea is that I can stop doing other work because I'm a freelancer by trade and I can focus more on my channel. And that's awesome. That's great. You know, that's a, that's a happy thing, especially in the crazy world of YouTube these days. Where advertising revenue, if, you know what, let's not even get into it. But <laughs> who knows what is... Um, uh, what, what is going on with that, to to say the least? Um, some news, yeah. That impact is now going to be on Tuesdays on Access, which again goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You can now pick your pick your wrestling TV as we go through the week, which is absolutely nuts. We talked about Nyla Rose. Uh, it was Stephanie McMahon's birthday, 43. 43 years old, and that kind of freaked me out because, you know, talking about, you know, the, the first episode of SmackDown on Fox is the 20th anniversary. I remember watching, not only did I watch the first episode of Fox uh, on SmackDown, I remember the pilot, the pilot that just happened in like an April and then the SmackDown didn't start for a few months later. It is crazy how much time has passed and where we are in wrestling. And sometimes I look back and I'm like, man, like I saw Triple H doing an interview with someone the other day. I'm not saying he looked old. It's not an insult to Triple H, but it was given he was doing it on a phone. So he was like looking down at it. And I just for the first time in ages, I was like, oh man, Triple H has got older because of course he has. But because we're so used to seeing him week in, week out, day in, day out, you just kind of accept the, the aging process as we do with each other. You'll probably do it with me. If you go back and watch a video from five years ago, you're like, man, me looks old now because I will do, of course. But when... The people you grew up, like it's different when, so like, you know, Harley Race passed away recently and that's awful, but Harley Race, I retroactively went back to find out about because I was too young to understand what he meant. But someone like Triple H is sort of right in my wheelhouse. And yeah, when you see it and then stuff, when you hear 20 years of SmackDown, you're like, wow, I was there for the, I was young, obviously it was really young, but still I was there for the start of that. It's just a crazy situation. It's a, it's a crazy situation, and it's weird how wrestling kind of permeates uh, a lot of that. And yes, definitely, man, having a 43rd birthday, you were like, wow, 43. Pretty sure she was like 23 when we first saw her on TV. 20 years of Stephanie McMahon. Uh, China is in WWE 2K20, and her entrance video has been revealed. A lot of people kind of shat all over that because that's what people do. I thought it was fine. Um, and other than that, yeah, oh, the, I mean, we talk about AEW for a little bit. There's a lot going on with AEW right now. Obviously, they debut a week today. Crazy, right? A week today. It's a week tomorrow going to be up and down for AEW. Well, we hope so. It hasn't actually been confirmed for... Uh, oh, look at that. Undead FB Goo. It's like we're in sync, Undead. It's like we're in sync. In you come your super chat, and you literally take off what I was going to say. Simon, are you worried about the AEW for UK? Not seemed to be mentioned for a while now. Also, Jimmy Havoc had a bit of an interview on Inside the Ropes. I've seen that. I want to... Um, 
I want to uh, I want to listen to that. He's over in the UK this week doing seminars too. I wanted to get to one, but I can't mostly because of automobile issues. But we don't need to talk about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like, I don't think we're going to get the first episode next week, right? Or that seems to be that that seems to be the case because if we were going to get the the first episode, you'd have to assume that AEW would have announced it by now, and they haven't. That's not the end of the world. There's ways and means to to catch it up. But yeah, I I can't quite believe that all of a sudden from nowhere they're going to say, oh, by the way, because, you know, if you go on your guide right now to ITV4 over here in the UK, it's not planned. So there'd have to be some shifting. So I would imagine the debut episode isn't going to wear in all countries. Now that is going. That is a slight issue, yes, because you want to start off with a bang. And the best way to start off with a bang is making sure you're everywhere all at once. It's something video games did, right? Video games used to launch, what, Tuesday in America? And Friday in the United Kingdom and elsewhere. And then somebody one day went, well, no, don't do that. Because, you know, we're, we're losing something. We want this big first day thing. We want everyone, you know, we want all these time zones to drop at different uh, different occasions and everybody be excited about it. And it's the same with AEW. And what do you do if next Wednesday at one o'clock or never it will air, what do you do if you're a UK fan? Do you get a mate in America to send it to you? Do you find some dodgy YouTube stream? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting. Um, so I don't think it's a worry because I still think they're a growing company and they're in their infancy and they need to sort it out. And maybe they do just drop a bunch of information this weekend and go, don't worry about it. Maybe it's in the last stages of being signed off. But yeah, you're right. It's a bit, at one point it seemed like a lock that we were definitely going to get it on ITV4. And now here we are. And we really don't know what the situation is. But I think it will be all right. Um, but Cody Rhodes on top of that, right, a really cool, if you haven't seen Cody Rhodes' statement, I think he put it on Twitter just gets it man he couldn't get this stuff more if you want to feel closer and, and more excited for what cody rhodes is trying to pull off certainly go and read that and he also confirmed it'll be TG, tv pg 14 so if you've been looking for a more adult professional wrestling program i guess you head in that direction a lot of things to be excited about and again we don't know what that tv sh- i've said this yesterday we do not know if that tv show is going to be good bad indifferent you're gonna like it you're gonna hate it i doubt it's going to be like raw it may feel like a completely new wrestling show, and you may not like it. And you know what? That's okay. I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying at the moment, it's a toss of a coin. It's purely speculative. Uh, shout out to my man, Sean Gearhorn, in a super chat. Sean says, hope you're well, Simon. I am well, dude. Hope you're well, too. I was at the very first SmackDown. This makes me feel old. My word. Uh, that is crazy. Remind me of... Uh, I can't remember. Was on the, the first one, as in ep- this may be the pilot, though, that's when... Shawn Michaels super kicked the rock, right? And he was the ref. I think that was the first one. Let me know, Sean. Let me know what you saw. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy how quickly how quickly time goes by. I, it really is the calm before the storm as well. Like you're going through news now and you're like, man, there's not that much news. There's no, oh, actually, we should talk about, I'm going to do a video for What Culture about this as well. So make sure you check it out. But there was a lot of different elements to SmackDown last night. The camera angles were different. I think they shot it at a lower fr- or different frame rate, which gave it a more of a grittier feel. Uh, yeah, less camera cuts, less shaky cam. I have a list somewhere, and now I've lost it. But apparently also Fox is going to cut adverts by 10 to 20% because they want to try and appeal to a younger demographic. So I actually think when Fox uh, airs it in a week Friday, I think it's going to feel and look a lot different. We've seen the new logo. Uh, if you haven't seen the graphic for Brock Lesnar versus Kofi, check it out. It looks like a sporting one. It's pretty badass. So uh, I, uh, I, I, I'm quite excited to see what we get. And apparently we get a new Raw set on Monday as well. And, you know, they're calling it the season premiere. So what I'm really hoping is that when we get there, 
or get to next week, get to this time next week, or I guess a few days on, it does feel like change. It does feel like something brand new. And I think that's exciting. I think that's something that I want to get involved. In. I think it's something that we've needed for a while. And I think this is why I think it moving to Fox is the best thing ever, because then they're utterly different. And I think sometimes when you do have sim- even similar sets, you get a bit bored visually because it feels like you're watching the same thing. Even, you know, blue to red ain't the massive change. Jeffrey W in the super chat says, Simon, I've had my first match on December the 7th, and I'm wrestling on the same show as Damian Slater from the CWC. So excited, bro. That's cool. You've got to keep us updated. December the 7th, so you've got a few months. You'll love it, man. I promise. You'll probably be worried. You'll probably be nervous. But as soon as you, uh, as soon as you get in the ring or when you're done, you'll be like, man, I need that. I sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin, but it's true. You'll be like, I need that buzz all the damn time. It's absolutely excellent. So, yeah, keep me posted on that, Jeffrey. And obviously, all the best. Good luck. And on the subject of people wrestling, again, this Friday at Castle Fest in Luton, the Bedfordshire area, obviously UK only. I don't expect anybody else to come. But if you are around, Friday night, come down. UBW is going to run from 7 p.m. I mean, two matches. And I mean, well, I mean, one singles match and one Raw Rumble. So absolutely come down um, if you can. It's my hometown, Luton. It's where I was born. Uh, the venue is like 20 minutes from my original house where my parents still live. I can't tell you how excited I am about it because I think I may have mentioned this recently. It's one of those full circle things where if you had told me even five years ago, Simon, one day soon you're going to be able, well, not soon, but one day in the future you're going to be able to get to wrestle at a place where you used to go when you were a kid, or at least in an area that you used to. Obviously, there's new buildings there now. I would, I would be like, what are you talking about? And now I get to do it, and I think it's going to be awesome. I love wrestling. Who knew, right? And then, Jeffrey, it'll be the same for you. I bet it gets in your head. And I say this to everybody, even if it doesn't, even if you do it and you go, you know what, I didn't enjoy that as much as I thought I did, at least you've done one, and you can cross a line under it and walk away. I don't think you will, having the conversations that we have had. But I just, everyone who says that, Simon, what's your best advice to becoming a wrestler? I'm like, just have fun. And if you're not having fun, have a good hard look about what you want to get out of anything because, you know, why, why do anything if it doesn't make you happy? That really is the meaning of life and the aim of life. Be happy. Wake up every day and feel good. It's not easy. It's really difficult. But if you can do that and you can find ways and means to get that every day and then wake up the next day and do it again, you know, that's, that's exactly what you should do. Uh, any other news that we should talk about? We've mentioned Callisto mouthing off. Biggie was hilarious before his match. If you haven't seen the weird stretching he was doing, what a strange guy. Push him to the moon. No, all this is... Uh... Oh, there is word backstage that 205 Live is going to be moved to Friday nights at 10 p.m. on the network. So you are going to tape it straight after, after, after SmackDown. I don't know if that's a positive. That, to me, just sounds like you're going to kill 205 even more. Do we need to do that? Like, isn't, haven't, we, haven't we done enough? <laughs> So I, I mean, I would just merge it with NXT now. If you, you know, you don't want, you want to have as big a roster as possible to make things interesting, and you've got this extra hour. So I you know that's what I would do. I would just, yeah, I, I would keep it. I would just shift it around. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, Anthony Taggart in the super chat says, "Not sure if you've touched on this before, but what is the deal with Sammy Callahan?" Well, my friend Anthony, Sammy Callahan is not a big fan of what culture wrestling. He thinks we're just a bunch of nerds that uh, wrongfully comment on what other professional wrestlers do, which is actually incorrect because I never insult professional wrestlers. I may say I don't like a storyline or an angle, but I never go, that guy's crap or this match was rubbish. Sammy Callahan still is, is not a fan. So knowing that I wrestle, he decided to call me out, which he did. And I've accepted his challenge. When and where it's going to happen, we don't know yet. I've, I've got to get a response video done for what culture this week to talk to him. But that, that's basically the deal. He wants to have a match with me in the United States of America 
and I will repeat myself right now, will say, hell yeah, Sammy, let's bring it on. And I'm not mucking around. I understand that Sammy Callahan is very intimidating and a pretty crazy individual, especially in a wrestling ring. We've seen what he's done in the past. But I'm not going to turn that down. Hey, I've got to defend the honor of what culture. You know, I'm proud of what culture. I think we do a good job, even if some corners of the internet may disagree. But hey, you're allowed your opinion. More respect to you. But also, imagine I can knock off Sammy Callahan. It's a long shot. But if I can knock off Sammy Callahan, hopefully a lot of people will start going, you know what, that Miller, he ain't mucking around here. And there's still, there is still a few individuals that think that. They think I'm just a YouTube guy that decided one day to be a wrestler. They don't realize I train my ass off all the time, and I take it very seriously. But that's the deal with Sammy Callahan. Hopefully my first match across the pond is going to be against Impact Wrestling Sammy Callahan and, the, and what, Pro Wrestling Revolver as well, right? The guy that spat water in Jim Cornette's face. But bring it on, Sammy. I'm ready and I'm waiting. Shout out to Peter Wagner in Super Chat. Simon, big fan of everything you do. If WWE asked you to do the job for other talents similar to James Ellsworth, would you do it? Yes, Peter. I, I think most people would. At the end of the day, life is about experiences. I don't want to get all hippy-trippy again. We've got hippy-trippy once this episode. But life is about experiences. And right now, I don't ever expect to be in a WWE ring. If something happened, I would be very surprised, very privileged and humbled. But if someone said, you know, put the odds on it, I'd put the odds against me. So if I somehow get to the point where, um, you know, I, I even get a role like a James Ellsworth or a Santino, for lack of a... Well, Santino was above James Ellsworth. I know what you're saying. I think you'd have to do it because you'd be living the WWE lifestyle. You'd be featuring on television every week. And if nothing else, you would be living somewhat of your dream. I know most people's dream is to become the WWE champion. But you don't necessarily have to... You know, th th there's ways and means. And if I got to that point, I would consider myself a success in wrestling. And I would consider myself being able to offer the biggest wrestling company in the world whatever it was they were looking for, and they turned to me. So I don't think you could turn that down. I think if you did turn it down, you'd look back and you go, I massively regret that. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I think you need to jump on those things, you know, with everything that you've got and just see what happens. Look at James Ellsworth, right? It's meant to be a one and done. He was meant to be a one-off against Braun Strowman. Then he had a run for, what, two years or whatever it was. Plenty of contro controversy along the way. But... It would, it, would, it would blow my mind. Again, I, I don't expect it to happen, but I, I don't think any wrestling fan would turn that down. As I said recently, imagine you got the... We don't fax things anymore, but imagine you got an email with a contract and it had those three initials at the top, the logo. You'd be like, how the hell have I done this? How the hell have I done this? And I know people at NXT UK right now have said the same thing. You know, Some people are like, oh, why would anyone go to NXT UK? But that's why. Because it comes through and it's like, man, this is the first step, hopefully on a bigger journey that I've been busting my ass for for years. Uh, again, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it though. Maybe one day I get brought in as like you know, Mini Goldberg or something like that. I'll do that too. I'll be Mini Goldberg. I can be the. Uh, I'll be the joke guy. Hey man, look, I make a, I make an idiot out of myself on YouTube every day. I got no problem doing it in a wrestling ring. Never take yourself too seriously. I don't think it's. Uh, you know, life is too short. You should take things seriously, but try not to take yourself too seriously. Because no matter how much success you get or what achievements you do, you should be proud of yourself. But it can always be taken away. You know, you're only a day away from having to start again. So, um, yeah, that, 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 that's kind of, uh, that's kind of how, I, how I see it. Oh, good. There's somebody in the... I get this all the time, right? Usually I don't mention this, but uh, I, I will this time. I mean, I'll, I'll name him as well, which I don't do. But Dally Paul. Uh, I've seen Simon in the ring. I don't think WWE are missing out, mate. Look, Dally Paul, you're allowed your opinion. You really, really are. But the way you phrase that is just done like an asshole. And it's cool you're allowed to be an asshole. That's the magic of the internet. But you seem to forget I'm not wrestling for you. 
right? This is the problem. This is the thing that really gets me about negative comments. I don't give two hoots what you think, man. If I did, I'd read that comment. I'd be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Now, you can't have seen me in the ring over the last few months because nothing has aired. So you don't know how I've progressed. You don't know. I'm not saying that I'm great. Maybe I'm worse than I was, but you have no idea. And you have literally only written that because you want to be a negative piece of trash. And I don't like calling out negative pieces of trash. Usually I ignore them. But given the context of everything we were just saying, I thought it was, I thought it was only worth it. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with WWE. It has with, you know, going back to Jeffrey's comment, it's all to do with how it makes me feel and the enjoyment I get out of it. And that, yes, over the last couple of weeks, month, whatever, I've been like, oh, man, I am getting better. I'll probably never be Daniel. Well, I won't be. I'll never be Daniel Bryan. I'll never be, who else do I write as a wrestler? Kevin Owens or Kenny Omega. But nor do I need to be. Because I'd much rather be putting myself in that situation and seeing how I react than choosing to sit on my ass at home and rag on everybody else for no apparent reason. I mean, the fact that you're watching this right now <laughs> kind of sums up how stupid you are. If you're not interested in what I do, why are you watching my stream? Anyway, that's that. I ain't going to respond to any more negative comments. But we were talking about it, right? We are talking about the journey of wrestling and then he probably, the, the, the bad thing on my end is he only did that to get a little comment and now he's got it and he'll be really happy. Um, uh, see, there you go. Oh, you're in, you know, yeah, I'm not going to ban you. You can see what you want. I, I try when you do. No, I don't care. Uh, I don't, dude, he said, I, I, you need a thicker skin, bro. If I showed you my Twitter feed, ain't nobody got a thicker skin than me. I get this shit all day long. But we were literally just talking about wrestling and ignoring negativity, and you decided to pop up. So you got caught out, my friend. You got caught out. Anyone that then comes back with the response of, oh, you need a thicker skin, it means you got no leg to stand on. I told you, my first thing I said to you was, you can say whatever you want. You're allowed. You can call me a piece of crap. You can say, Millie, you're a bald asshole. You can say, Millie, your videos are rubbish. But the whole point is you've missed the point. That was what we were talking about before you wonderfully decided to uh, uh, to walk into it. I know your next one's going to be like, oh, I got you, I got you. I know, I'm there every day, my friend. Every day, my friend. So all I'm going to say is I'm going to put my hand on my heart for you and say one day I hope you find the positivity and the happiness you clearly so desperately miss and then you won't want to hate on other people because you'll be full, man. You'll be full. So, uh, yeah, that's that. And if you do it again, I just ban you. Actually, no, I wouldn't do that. Anyway, let's move on. What are we on? 20 to 2. <laughs> 20 minutes. Again, look, look, this ties in. 20 minutes. We'll head over to What Culture. We'll watch ups and downs for SmackDown. Just read the chat. <laughs> if you want to know about having a thick skin, read the chat. But look, I love all this. I did a tweet about this the other day. I love it when people tell me they hate my stuff. I love it when people say, Mila, this video was crap. Because it means they're involved. It means they're invested. And that's what putting yourself out there is all about. Sometimes people go too far. But you've got to expect it. And... Yeah, as long as people care and as long as people are reacting and as long as people don't just go, meh, I'm all good, man. You can say whatever you want about me. Terrible choice of words, but come at me, my friends. I'm all, uh, I'm, I'm all good with it. Um, this guy is a flipping moron. Anyway, let's do it. Let, let's keep on. Let's keep on. Let's try and predict what's going to happen on next week's episode of SmackDown. Um, I mean, to me, Brock Lesnar has to win the championship. I think it's crazy otherwise. I like Kofi Kingston a lot. And I think Kofi Kingston's run has naturally come to an end. But I think really it's a timing issue. The Fox audience is so aware of who Brock Lesnar is. 
because of his ties to MMA, UFC. Don't forget, UFC was on Fox for years. And he also is just a bigger star. So I think a lot of people would tune in to see Brock Lesnar wrestle. They may have never watched him wrestle before just because it's on Fox. And also, I, I just think him winning the title on television gets more headlines. I think people will buy in. They'll be invested. Maybe they'll tune in the following week. It does suck a little bit for Kofi Kingston because this feud has come out of nowhere. But that's what I mean. It's a needs-must situation. And I think if you didn't do it, I'm not going to say you're going to turn more people off than if you did do it. But if you, did, I, I think doing it creates more of a buzz than if you don't. We're used to Kofi Kingston being WWE champion now. We know where the end result of that is. Whereas Brock Lesnar, again, first match on TV in 15 years, winning the championship, which rarely happens on Raw or SmackDown, a guy that the non-wrestling Fox audience is already aware of, may actually work. It may actually get more people to watch. The question is, how does the match go? I have a small, there's two worries I'll talk about to end today. And again, any questions, make sure you throw them in the chat now. We'll get to them at the end of the show. Uh, and all super chats will 100% get answered. You know how it works. Um, but yeah, I can't foresee a situation where WWE thinks just have Brock Lesnar kill Kofi Kingston. Because again, it will create news. It will create headlines. On top of that, though, it ties into Hell in a Cell, right? It really depends on what happens on these two. Uh, so one show, Hell in a Cell, there's one show, then it's Hell in a Cell. Braun Strowman being involved in this Bray, Bray Wyatt storyline, and they're going at it at each other on Twitter now. This isn't a one and done. They are properly going at it. I worry it's a get-out clause so that Seth Rollins doesn't have to lose and that Bray Wyatt doesn't have to win, and I find that crazy. And I think if we come off the back of Brock Lesnar destroying Kofi Kingston and then The Fiend not winning, I think those two back-to-back to, back to the hardcore... Not necessarily to the hardcore WWE fan because they'll watch regardless... But I think there'll be a certain type of fan that will see that who are invested in Kofi and then see everything that happens with The Fiend not winning, which is what we want. And it could be enough for them. It could be the stepping stone, the nail in the coffin when they go, you know what? I got AEW, I got NXT, I've got all this wrestling. I don't want to watch WWE anymore because every time I invest in something, it gets taken away. And I completely understand that. It was the Dan it's the Daniel Bryan Royal Rumble thing from a few years ago. I understand that was our own expectations, but because they were dashed so horribly, a lot of people just pissed off. Not even The Rock could save it. Think of that. Shout out to Undead FB Goo, who says, how will us in the UK watch AEW if we don't have American friends? Uh, also, did you see Kenny on BTE? Love what he's doing. I checked it. No mention of AEW. I don't know, Undead. I think the second episode will be on ITV4. I don't think the first one will be, but they'll find a time to air it before the second one goes live. I hope so. I'm speculating. I have no information. But I totally agree. It's very strange right now. Same with Canada. I don't think it's been announced for Canada either. The moment it's just on America, 8 to 10 on the East Coast, I believe. I think they're doing replays on the West. I don't know. It's all so confusing. But this is the problem with being a brand new company, right? There's loads of deals to sort out, and you've got to make sure you do it. Uh, I haven't seen Kenny on BT at the moment. But I like what he's doing as well. I like crazy Kenny Omega. They're super arrogant and mad. I think it's really, really fun. Most people are like, oh, why is he not the Kenny Omega in New Japan? We've seen that Kenny Omega. He's done. I have no people, nothing wrong with people who want to try out new things. And again, if it sucks and it doesn't work, okay, who cares? Now, who cares? It didn't work. So what? We'll move on to something else. But it's always worth trying. And it makes Kenny Omega more interesting than eventually when that's all said and done. You can go back to the one-winged angel version or whatever you want to call him, or the Terminator version, uh, the cleaner. And it will, it will feel new and it feel different. You've always got to leave yourself somewhere to go. Timothy Jones, the super chat, very nice. Just says, what's up, Simon? How's your day going? Well, it is going well, but I'm a bit worried about a car issue that I'm not going to talk about because it's boring. But it may be out to cost me a lot of money. And nobody likes to spend money on their vehicle. That sucks. But otherwise, I'm good. I'm excited about 
the rest, the end of one wrestling era, which I feel like ended today or last night, and a brand new one that starts next week. So I'm good. I hope you are as well, Timothy. My man, Matthew Bailey. Do you think Kofi's high point of his reign was the WrestleMania win? Yes, to a certain extent, I think so. I don't really think any of the feuds he had afterwards ever felt like he was that much in jeopardy. I like the Randy Orton stuff. That would be my second on the list. I thought using everything from 10 years ago and, and pushing it like they did was awesome. But Randy Orton never felt like a proper threat because every time they wrestled, there was no... It just felt that way. So, and outside of that, I can't even remember who else he faced. There was something with Samoa Joe, I believe. Maybe he did something with AJ Styles. I can't remember. It was all very uh, sort of half a foot in, half a foot out. But I did like the fact that he beat everybody clean with the trouble in paradise. I think we've missed that. But it just it ran its course. But yeah, I, I don't think you can beat the emotion or the reaction that he got at WrestleMania. I was lucky to be there live. And it was just, you know, 70,000 people all in unison being like, this guy that we've supported for the last 11 years finally got what we think he deserved. And if he didn't think he, you know, if he didn't think he deserved it for one reason or another... It was still a cool moment with his wife, his kids. Big E and Xavier Woods were made up for him. Daniel Bryan made him like a million bucks. And obviously, Kofi Kingston was involved in that too. I think it's one of those things we'll look back on for a long time and go, man, that was really cool. And isn't wrestling great because that was never part of the plan. And yet we were still able to muster up this uh, incredible feeling. So yes, Matthew, I, I, think it, I think it was. But I guess it was always going to be in many ways. Nicholas Humphreys in Super Chat says, Simon, I really respect your work. That's very kind. Your WWE Arsenal and Metallica fan, I would swipe right on you if you came across my Tinder account. Keep it up. Thanks, Nicholas. I don't mean to devastate you. I, mean, I don't online date anymore anyway, but even when I was trying it, I didn't use Tinder. Tinder is too terrifying, man. That is a crazy, 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 crazy app. But it's nice to know that, Nick, and I'm sure I would have swiped right on you too, and we go out on a date. I'm not sure how my girlfriend would feel about that, but, you know, screw it. <laughs> we just, uh, we'll, just, uh, we'll, just, we'll just see what, what, what goes down. But, yeah, these are my two worries about WWE next week. Don't have The Fiend lose, and make sure Kofi doesn't get absolutely waylaid. I understand you're going after a new audience, but we've got to make sure we keep the old one happy as well because, you know, the old one is, is loud and vocal. And Actually, if you are the loud, super loud and super vocal like our friend from earlier, uh, he, uh, uh, you know, you're going to watch regardless because <laughs> you want to moan. But I think there, I do. I think there will be at least one sort of section of fans that will be like, man, what's the, what's, the, what's the point? This has just gone up from Southside Wrestling as well, which I will read. Apparently, WWE has pulled some talent from an upcoming show. This is from their Twitter. It's with much sadness to announce that WWE have pulled all announced and unannounced talent from our final show. We asked permission in advance and accepted all conditions. We have spent a small fortune on posters, flyers, banners, and now unusable. El Liguero and Joseph Connors are possibly the two biggest stars in our nine-year history, and Kaylee, Real beat the women's div- Kaylee Ray built the women's division on her back. Those three aren't appearing, uh, and so on and so forth. So that's interesting. You can uh, do with that what you will. Sounds like WWE are uh, locking that kind of stuff down. Not surprising. We're in a war, ladies and gentlemen, and you know the rules. Uh, the rules. The rules will. The rules are going to change, and I'm intrigued to see what happens when AEW does launch on ITV. Going back to Unde- Undead's chat, it will get there eventually. The question is. How does WWE respond to that? Because they won't be happy. It probably does mean, it does mean, surely, that more people will be watching AEW than WWE because it's easier to watch ITD4 than it is something on Sky or BT when it shifts to January. Same as anything, right? If I do one show that's paid for uh, as a subscription, another one that doesn't, you're more likely to want the one that doesn't. That's just human nature. 
but we will have to uh, we will have to wait and see. Haida Barty in the super chat says Rusev's mustache could beat the fiend. Do you know what? I'd be all right with that. Isn't it weird? I love Rusev so much that if someone said to me, "Oh man, Rusev's going to beat the fiend," I'd be like, "Fine." Even if somebody said Rusev's mustache is going to beat the fiend, I'd be like, "Fine." Rusev can beat the fiend. Samoa Joe can beat the fiend. I love the fiend, but I love people like Samoa Joe and Rusev so much. I would completely throw out logical booking, and I know what makes sense just to make it happen. It makes me an idiot fan, and it makes me a hypocrite, and it makes me somewhat of a moron. I am all those things, though, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of being all those things. Uh, right, we're going to start to wrap up. Uh, if you've got any last-minute questions, make sure you get them in now. Otherwise, again, this Friday down in Luton at Castle Fest, make sure you come see me wrestle, should you so, uh, should you so wish. It would be lovely to, to see you all there. And again, my hometown, my hometown. If I was being there, booked there for WWE, I'd definitely lose and probably get humiliated, as we know is the way when it comes to World Wrestling Entertainment and booking people in their hometown. Also, I didn't realize that SmackDown was also in the, um, the San Francisco arena last night. I know that arena is brand new because I'm well pumped for SNM 2, which was filmed there, the first big concert they had. I didn't realize they were doing back-to-back nights. Nice venue. I, don't, I couldn't really see much, but from what I can see, it looks... Um, it looks badass. Somebody has asked what WWE is doing with EC3. They just think he's a jobber, man. Simple as that. Sometimes I don't think we have to uh, overthink it. WWE don't see anything here with him. I don't understand it. I'm sure you don't understand it either. But that's that. Uh, Fox is demanding Bray Wyatt for SmackDown. Do you think he loses to Seth for the Switch? Uh, no, that'd be crazy because then you, under- you undermine all his worth anyway. And Fox would probably be like, what did you do that for? Now he kind of sucks. Uh, opinion on Live Morning joining the fire, fire, Firefly Funhouse. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't want anybody to be in the Firefly Funhouse. Bray's doing a good job. It's not like it's crying out for anybody else to be involved. So no, I think Liv Morgan should stand on her own two feet and step away. Uh, everyone should step away from that. Other way. Uh, your life is 10% and the other 90% is how you react to it. Agree. It's true. You never know what life's got to throw at you and you've just got to... Uh, Everyone is saying, is this Liv Morgan and breaking a whole theory? Because a few people are asking that. I, I hope not. I think it's a silly idea. Uh, Under Epi Goon Super Chat says, did you see Buddy Murphy's tweet of the kangaroo? I did. If you haven't seen it, that's what we mentioned earlier. He basically tweeted a kangaroo that was dropping the ball. I'm sure you can figure out what he means by that. I think there's a lot of unhappy dudes in the, in the WWE right now. And you know what? I can understand it. Buddy Murphy did everything that was asked of him. He got over with the crowd. They were excited to see him. He was brilliant. Held his own with Roman Reigns. Looked good. And yet now he's vanished again. I don't even know what he's doing. I think somebody told me he was on main event recently. Let's hope again when Raw and SmackDown go off in their separate ways, Buddy Murphy gets a shout. I think he's proven he can do it. Uh, Chris Byrne in the Super Chat says, Thoughts on Seth attacking Bray in dark segments? Well, the cool with the dark segments is they don't count. It's not canon. It's, you know, you can completely ignore it and, and, and not, you know, before the world of social media, we never would have known about this anyway. But no, I saw one when Seth gave him like five curb stomps and he kept getting up from the mat. I thought it worked quite well. I, I wasn't, I wanted, I wasn't against it at all, Chris. And again, it all depends on what they do at Hell in a Cell. If they do it at the Hell in a Cell and Bray doesn't get up on the last one and pins, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a lot of videos about it. I warn you now because I will be shocked. Uh, do you think The Fiend will take out The Undertaker at some point? If I had it my way, he'd beat him at Survivor Series after winning the Universal title Hell in a Cell. Will CM Punk return to wrestling? If someone put a gun to my head, I'd say no. Do you think The Rock will turn up on SmackDown if his schedule allows? Like he's going to give away the, um, uh, the bad mother effer title in UFC. And that's because he was able to find a hole in his schedule. And I think it will be the same here. Like why wouldn't The Rock want to be on that? He'll get a massive evasion. His ego will rise. 
Uh, again, I think it all to do with uh, with, with schedule. Um, Liv Morgan could be a Joker Harley Quinn type deal. Yeah, that's the best. That's, that's the best justification I've heard. If they did it like that, it would uh, it, it would work. Uh, how much power does Fox have to dictate who they want in SmackDown? And do you think they'll stack their brand and leave Raw lopsided? They can't, because then don't forget that even though Fox are the bigger network, both them and USA have spent one billion. And we know that Vince McMahon loves Raw. So no, they can't do that. There's no way. I'm sure they have some say, but I'm sure USA do as well. I think it will be very evenly split. Hence why I think Roman Reigns Reigns probably in SmackDown and um, Seth Rollins on Raw. And I I know I don't personally see Seth Rollins in that Roman Reigns category, but WWE does. And they'll do that intentionally. Hence why I think Becky and Charlotte will be split. I think they'll try and go 50-50. Um, and I would imagine AJ Styles will be on the one and The Fiend will be on the other. It doesn't really count, but I think that's kind of the stuff they're going to um, uh, going to do. Will you be watching the upcoming UFC event? Yep, I watch every UFC event I can. I like MMA a lot. I think it's really, really fun. Um, why do you think WWE are killing Braun when it comes to world title shots? Because he's massive. And when you're massive, you're always going to find a place in wrestling. And I think Braun Strowman has proven that. He's really, really big, and no matter what he does, he's always in some kind of big feud because he's really, really big. <laughs> what do you think about Rosemary joining WWE in future as sister Abigail or Abby the Witch? Nope. Stick with, same with Liv Morgan. It's not crying out for it. It's not, it's not like you're watching, oh, there's a big hole in it. Right now, it's working perfectly, and I don't think you should muck around with the formula until you have to, and right now, I don't see that happening. The Undertaker didn't need it, uh, and it's because they always found ways to make it work. He was always cool. And I think we can do the same thing with Bray Wyatt. What do you think the sets will look like? That's a question. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have literally no idea. You know, back in the day, we had a giant fist for SmackDown. So we, you know, we, I, I don't know. One will be red and one will be blue. And hopefully they'll look vastly different for one another. So even though you'll know you're watching a different show because you'll be on USA or Fox, at least they'll have their own feel. And that's why I think Raw and SmackDown can both thrive from feeling like they, you know, they, they sit under the WWE umbrella, but Raw is very strong and SmackDown is very strong. This is my hope anyway. This is what I would like to happen. But we don't always get what we want. Uh, right, let's draw a line under it. Eight minutes to go. Head over to What Culture Wrestling. Ups and downs for SmackDown Live. I will be in the chat. I would love to see you there. Make sure you subscribe to them. And please do subscribe to me right now if you're watching and you haven't hit the subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, I'd really appreciate it, like I say. Like the video. Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316 is the only way that I'm able to do this podcast to begin with. So even if you could throw a dollar in the hat, it helps me so much. It means I can stop doing other work and do shows like this because it's all time consuming and I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. But unfortunately, things need to be financed. Also, there's other rewards on there as well if you want to feel like you're getting something for your buck, which I completely understand. Again, personalized message, postcards, t-shirts, come on the show, all these kind of things. Uh, and yeah, thanks for the Super Chats today. Super Chats, they all go back into that pot as well. Basically, thank you to anybody that supports. Even that asshole we were talking about earlier. Thank you for supporting, my friend. I ain't got nothing but love for you. I'll call you out and I'll run your ass down. But you ran my ass down first. But I got nothing to, to love from you as well. Uh, someone just saying, bring back the fist. Out of context, that. Imagine. Imagine you just went up to someone on the street and say, bring back the fist. They'd be like... Okay. Actually, I do agree with they need to change the sets for when it comes to pay-per-views. Totally agree with that. The big thing that hit me this year was when I watched SummerSlam, and it just looked like an episode of Raw. And it was fine. I enjoyed SummerSlam. But because in my head, I hold SummerSlam up as a big pay-per-view, to see it has the same set as everything else, I'm like, do you remember Backlash? When it had, like, the swinging axes? That's the kind of stuff we need to do. 
Bring back that. And uh, very nicely, someone says, Simon, thanks for the non-wrestling videos as well. That's all good, man. That's what my channel is all about. It's meant to be like a roller coaster. Some people say I'm stupid, but this is my creative outlet, and I'm always going to keep going that way. Five minutes time. Head over there now anyway. What culture wrestling? Come join me for ups and downs for SmackDowns. Thanks, SmackDowns. Thanks always for watching. Again, it's all changed next week. It's all changed. We'll figure out a new schedule. But until then, uh, yeah, have good days. Have good weekends if I don't speak to you before then. And I love you lots. Yeah. <laughs>